0: hey guys and welcome back to paranormal hotline my name is kaylee and i'm joined by michael hello so we had a great time with the paranormal investigation last weekend uh i have many hours of recordings that i need to go over so i probably i'm probably gonna spend most of this week editing the audio that we gathered uh and i actually need to revise it and see if there's anything because we were asking a lot of questions and we didn't hear any responses in person but we might hear something on the audio so i really need to go over it thoroughly we should probably have that stuff ready for you guys by next week i'd say Uh, i'll be uploading behind the scenes pictures and videos to the patreon too so if you want to support the show you can take a look at the pictures you can head over there so it's just patreon forward slash paranormal hotline
1: sweet i have some videos i recorded as well i need to check out because i didn't have a screen on that camera
0: yeah i took a ton of pictures and i I haven't reviewed them except for on the small little screen on the camera so i definitely need to take a look at that
1: i have a picture i took with the polaroid i need to send you as well because there's something freaky in it but i can't remember if there was a statue there or not
0: oh cool
1: (laughs) if it was Uh, a statue for some reason they came out looking like a gringotts goblin
0: like it's got a (laughs) shiny
1: bald head and it's like long ears
0: you need to show me that. Also, if you have emailed us in a story, uh, we will be getting back to the email soon. It's been kind of a crazy few weeks, so we haven't really had time to go over it. I feel like it's been a crazy year, though, in general. I feel like I just haven't stopped. I've had There's something been no break. To- yeah, it's just crazy. So we will be getting back to those soon. So I wanted to kind of step away from some of the ghost stuff for a little bit and focus on some of my other passions, like aliens. We have heard many an alien story, but not quite as rough and bumpy. As Shag Harbour. So Shag Harbour is a little known fishing village on the southern tip of Nova Scotia. Named after the Shag, which is a bird of the corm- cormorant family. The harbour is literally left off some of the maps. <laughs> like, it's literally left off most maps nowadays. Like, you just...
1: No, they're you just like, screw it. it. There's too few people there to care about.
0: Yeah, it's like not really of, of interest. So it's just a little fishing village. But you think, you I don't know, you think a fishing village would be left on maps. But people just forget about it. But the tiny like, fishing village has loads of stories of not just the alien sightings, but giant sea serpents, man-eating squids, and ghost ships are really common in this area. What, Pace like, is just full wait, of those
1: kind of stories. Wait, go back. Man-eating what? Squid. That's terrifying. I don't yeah. like that.
0: It's so weird, isn't it? It's not even like a giant squid. It's literally just man-eating squid.
1: Squids freak me out.
0: Do squids normally eat meat? Yeah, they do. They eat crabs and stuff, don't they?
1: Yeah, they eat fish. They attack blue whales, but I think that's because blue whales try to eat them.
0: That's a giant squid, though,
1: isn't it? Yeah, but, like, it's still a squid.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, LeBron James eat wh- is still a person. I don't think they eat whales, but... What? What's that have to do with it? I mean, like, just
1: because he's big doesn't mean he's not a person. <laughs> just because they're big <laughs> doesn't mean they're not a squid.
0: What would become known as shag harbor incident it's known as the canadian roswell incident it's just so there's just so many witnesses to this event can i just say one thing
1: what for something that's meant to be like a government cover-up there's amazing publicity on roswell to the fact that every other country has like brazil's roswell canada's roswell
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) roswell just became like a phenomenon though didn't it they really it, tried to sweep it under the rug though. They definitely were like, oh it's just a weather balloon and most people still believe that to this day, you know.
1: It wasn't. What it was was some kind of new like long range aerial sonar to try and find out when Russians were detonating nukes.
0: It's always the Russians, man.
1: At that time, like, at that point in time though, everyone was like, It's definitely the Russians.
0: Yeah, well the Russians are kind of involved in this too. The first indication of this mysterious occurrence would come from local residents who noticed strange orange lights in the sky on the night of October 4th, 1967. Most witnesses agreed that there were four orange lights that evening. And at the same time Air Canada flight 305 was flying from Halifax to Toronto at 7.20 pm when the captain noticed something unusual in the sky. The captain and his co-pilot both said they saw a rectangular glowing object with a string of other lights behind it. So about four lights behind it. He said that then he saw two silent explosions before they all just disappeared. Yeah, so the pilot witnessed two silent explosions. That's just really weird to me, like... What do you mean? Like a silent explosion. Explosions are... It's normally like thunder, like you'd see the explosion and then you hear the poof, you know? And at the same time, a fisherman by the name of Leo Howard Mersey was tracking four stationary objects on his radar so he could see them in like a square format that was just these four objects and when he looked up into the sky he could see the four lights just hanging there in a square shape at the same time again five teenagers watched these lights flashing in sequences and then they suddenly dived at a 45 degree angle towards the water's surface and the witnesses were surprised that the lights did not dive into the water but they seemed to float on the water like approximately half a mile from the shore they were just floating there just above the water surface witnesses at first thought that they were watching like a tragic plane crash they thought something had crashed into the water and it was like floating there they could see it like basically floating on the water do planes float uh, i'd assume so and like i assume that once they crash if it's uh if like the actual plane breaks then it will sink like a boat kind of but i assume it will float for a little bit because you have those, those yeah, when that- emergency things on them you know if you do get stuck on the water they pop oh, up and you yeah, can jump ra- out
1: uh, yeah because i was thinking when that guy landed in the river in new york like the plane people were out standing out in the wing and stuff
0: yeah exactly so i'd say it can to an extent but i assume some bits of it would float you know because they always do look for floating debris and stuff so that's what people thought they were watching they thought they'd just seen a car or a plane crash and they called the royal canadian mounted police uh, which was located at barrington passage and coincidentally the constable ron pound had actually witnessed the strange lights himself as he drove down Hi- highway three en route to shag harbor so he was actually driving there himself he was the constable of the royal canadian mountain police ron felt that he was seeing four lights that were all attached to one object he thought that they were like say the edges of an object or whatever and he estimated yeah. the craft to be about 60 feet long so it's massive for it just to be floating in the air like that, you know? Like, I think the closest thing we can kind of have to that is uh, uh, helicopters, you know, that can actually float there.
1: I was just thinking, I was like, how the hell did he eyeball that distance? Like, what was his frame of reference?
0: That's a good point. I assume he'd know kind of better because he is like a, a constable. Yeah. Like, policemen are kind of good at judging distance and stuff anyway, aren't they?
1: yeah i guess or like the scale of I mean, like the
0: height of a person you know they're kind of like oh he was at roughly this python they'll usually be pretty close you know hmm. so i don't know maybe he was totally off but that's what he estimated anyway <laughs> yeah so the constable made his way to the shore to get a closer look at the phenomenal site and he was accompanied by police corporal victor werbiecki um, one
1: more <laughs> one more
0: werbiecki is that right
1: sweet <laughs> i have no
0: idea um, yeah, and he had another constable with him, whose name's also Ron. He's Ron O'Brien, and other local residents as well. Constable, The constable clearly saw a yellow light slowly moving on the water, leaving a kind of yellowish foam in its wake. So it was kind of like leaving this residue behind in the water. All eyes were glued on the lights because you could still see them. So they, they, it, it moved out of sight, basically. They're not sure if it moved further away so that they couldn't see it in the water, or if it's dipped into the water. They could just do the residue that was left behind from it, too. So they just kind of disappeared, really. They're not sure what happened to it because it was too far away. So the Coast Guard and other local boats started rushing out to the spot of the site because they still assumed at this point that it was a plane crash. They didn't know what was happening.
1: Yeah, because, like, we touched on this before, but we didn't go into, like detail or anything but wasn't there like a shitload of fishermen and everything who went out with the coast guard
0: yeah that's the thing there was like loads the, it, of local boats like they were expecting to rescue people from this water pretty much anyone on with a hand, boat I, was going out there
1: i kind of love that as well though it's just like fuck everyone go in the town is like we gotta go help yeah <laughs> whereas like if it was a spaceship imagine the aliens just trying to keep track like they're all coming for us <laughs> every
0: one of them i mean it's 7 30 p.m too so i mean there's not many people still gonna be out fishing at that stage you know they're probably wrapping up for the yeah. night and stuff so they were just going out to help, pretty much and because i mean what else can there really be to do? like this is back in what the 60s <laughs> it's shag harbor what is there to do there something it's something the crashes name. it's like the most it's the highlight of your life pretty much <laughs> so everybody's out there looking
1: it's one of those stories that would be like passed around the family for like five generations yeah, exactly
0: but by the time they arrived the light itself was completely gone um, however, the crewman said they could still see the yellow foam, indicating that something had possibly been submerged. So it hadn't, like, the foam hadn't moved, so they think that it just went down the way. It hadn't actually, like, disappeared across the water it sank
1: i would have scooped up some of that foam in like a kettle or something this is
0: why you would have died you probably would have gotten like radiation poisoning but
1: if you no, i'm not going to touch it with my bare hands but like scoop it up with something more like a bucket over the edge of the boat and keep it so you can have it tested <laughs>
0: that's uh, going above and beyond your call of duty michael you don't have to do that you don't have to die these people
1: are going out in fishing boats yeah true all i'm saying is toss a bucket into the water <laughs>
0: um yeah but nothing else could be found that night they didn't find any rubble or wreckage or anything and the search was called off at about 3 a.m so they were searching for a good while yeah but the royal canadian mountain police ran a traffic check with the rescue coordination center in halifax and the norad radar in baccaro in nova scotia and they were told that there was no missing aircrafts reported that evening uh like either civilian or military there was just nothing missing that evening and the following day the rescue coordination center they filed a report with the canadian forces headquarters in ottawa and this report is stated that something had hit the water in shag harbor but the object was unknown so it is down as a ufo officially on their on their files but they definitely say something hit the harbor you know the hmcs granby was ordered to the location where divers searched the bottom of the ocean for several days but they didn't find anything, they didn't find a single thing at the bottom of the ocean. Soon, the story of the mysterious crash of Shark Harbor died as quickly as it had begun, that is, until 1993. As the original story faded from newspapers and newscasts, several theories were put forward. One explanation was that a Russian space crash spacecraft had crashed which would explain the presence of a Russian submarine in the area. There was also the rumor of American involvement in the follow-up investigation, but there was no official statement released by the US states, the United States. So there was actually a Russian submarine in that area for some reason when that happened.
1: I see you. I want to think like, okay, yeah, that's definitely involved, but they were also like they're just just everywhere, right? yeah like it wasn't that long ago they found one where was it it was very close to France or not France uh, Finland yeah, or something yeah
0: they did actually and, uh,
1: was it Russia or America where some fishermen accidentally caught the submarine in their boat and refused to let it go until they were paid
0: <laughs> I've no idea like
1: they had a fishing trawler and it caught a submarine that's so funny and they were like give us money or we're not gonna cut you loose and then it like nearly started a war <laughs> I love people that stubborn.
0: I mean, why not? If they're not supposed to be there. I mean, this is just like... It's just the most random place to be as well. I mean, there's nothing in Shag Harbor. It's not like there's a military base near there. Like, nothing. Yeah,
1: but... Russia and America do keep really close eye on, like, that side of Canada and Alaska and stuff. Because there's parts, like, where you can walk in winter from Russia to America. Oh, I did not know that. Like, do you know the way up north? It's like two miles from Northern Ireland to Scotland. Yeah. Like, you can swim that distance. There's a part between Alaska and Russia that's like that, but it can freeze over. Well, I don't know anymore with global warming, but, like, <laughs> it used to be able to freeze over, and that's how they say people got from, like, Asia into America.
0: Oh, like a, a ice bridge. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, yeah, there was Russians there, and that's just bizarre to me. The divers along with other witnesses related these events so the objects that dove into the water of the harbour had soon left the Shag area travelling underwater for about 25 miles to a place called Government Point. Funny name for a place right? Government Point. Not sketchy happens there. (laughs) Which was near a submarine detection base and the object was spotted on sonar there so actually like 25 miles away from where it sank into the water in Shag Harbour underwater it was spotted by a submarine detection base which is just insane so they actually spotted it well they don't know if it was exactly the same one but they saw something on un- ufo you know unidentified yeah 25 miles away
1: i think it's u uh, usl when it's underwater oh yeah Under- uh, unidentified submerged, submerged object, object yeah something.
0: yeah yeah um yeah but after a couple of days the military was planning a salvage operation and when a second UFO joined the first, so there was a second one that basically done the same thing. Uh, And the common belief at the time was that the second craft had arrived to help the first craft to try and find it and give it aid or whatever. That's the theory with the second craft. At this time, the Navy decided to just wait and watch. And after about a week of monitoring the two UFOs, some of the vessels were called to investigate a Russian submarine that had entered Canadian waters. At this point, the two underwater crafts made their move. They made their way to the Gulf of Maine uh, and putting distance between themselves and the chasing navy boats, they broke the surface and shot into the sky. This is, like, <laughs> insane.
1: I'd never heard of this. Right? Yeah, I don't think... like I don't remember hearing about this part. Yeah,
0: it's just crazy. It's just insane. Like, if they were sat You're there for,
1: like... Time to do repairs.
0: Yeah, they were tra- literally trying to do repairs. It's just... Do you remember...
1: I was telling you before about that place in brazil where like one of the ships crashed and then people reported seeing another ship above it like beaming up and putting down like people couldn't identify them but they were clearly meant to be aliens and <laughs> the telling yeah yeah like there always seems to be like a tow ship that comes along and just like patches i mean it makes off, sense you know
0: it just makes sense but they were sat there for a week trying to fix it you know or whatever they were doing and the, the the navy was monitoring this they were just watching them on the on the whatever it's called the radar the blip that comes up for a week and then they were like all right we, we better send something out to take a look at it and then the minute it got close enough those two things shot off and then shot into the sky
1: i'm just thinking like those guys are going to go home to their home planet and be like you wouldn't believe the fucking holiday i've had
0: <laughs> it's just insane I, I think this is like some of the craziest claims that we've ever seen uh, but the extraordinary events were corrobor- corroborate by many witnesses both civilian and military uh, unfortunately the reports were given off the record though ex-military personnel feared the loss of their pension and their civilian witness feared ridicule basically so they just didn't want to be known as that weird alien person and I, if i was in the military That's and i fair. was at l- risk of losing my pension i absolutely wouldn't tell anyone either i can completely understand that but yeah that's pretty much Shag Harbor. It's just super unusual, and it's an important place in the study of UFOs as well. And it's just so funny that was I think like, we should... there was n- like nothing about you. like there's there's signs and everything in Shag Harbor now for where the UFO crash happened.
1: Yeah, uh, I think I sh- yeah because when we talked about it before, I think I remember telling you there's like this see-through sign you can stand at, and when you look out over the coast, it'll show you like where the ship was and like. Where the helicopters were in the sky and everything.
0: <laughs> that's so cool.
1: Like you have to line it up with the horizon and then it just makes like a little picture against the backdrop.
0: <laughs> Do you think the Russian submarine was just there and it just happened to witness this UFO crash?
1: Well, from the sound of it, like the Russian U- submarine came in after a crash. So they probably seen something and was like, what the fuck is that? We're going to uh, check it out. Yeah, that's
0: probably true, actually. I think it would be really funny, though, if they were just sitting there in the water like, yeah, Canada's not doing shit, and then just... (laughs) Just UFO crashes right in front of you. Like, what are the chances?
1: Yeah, I think we should name this episode The Aliens That Came to Shag.
0: (laughs) Don't they all come to Shag, really? Shag Harbour is (laughs) such a beautiful name, though. Really? Yeah. (laughs) It's beautiful. No. Actually, you know what? It does look really nice, though. Shag Harbour looks like a really nice place to visit.
1: It's the name, but I I suppose over there, like... (laughs) It doesn't. Ha- it's not, like, common slang, is it? What? Shag.
0: No, I don't think so, actually.
1: It probably was when Austin Powers came out, but yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Is, is that a British word? I feel like it's a British word, right? It is. Yeah. It looks really cool, though. And I just think it's such a compelling story. Like, there's just so much to it. And it's really, really believable. C- considering we've never heard of it before. I would say this is more convincing than actual Roswell.
1: Yeah, because with Roswell there's just so much like doubt.
0: The the problem with Roswell is there's so much that's uh fiction now, you know? Like there's so much You you don't know what's true anymore, really.
1: Independence Day fucked up the Roswell story.
0: (laughs) There's a lot of things that fucked up the Roswell story. But Roswell was just like the first big story really isn't it
1: but like even there with this happening in the late 60s every time there's like a big hullabaloo about space going on in general with like the jet gen- in, in the public eye kind of thing yeah there's always a boost in alien reports because this was all during the space race
0: yeah yeah you're right it totally was especially with the Russian submarine there that's, that's interesting do you think it was like a failed project do you think they were trying to test something out
1: see I'd say yes up until the part where they chased it and it flew back into space
0: <laughs> yeah the two of them flew back into space <laughs> I do love the idea of like a little like teenage alien joy riding around in their little space crash, spacecraft and they crash into the ocean and their parents have to come and like jumpstart them
1: <laughs> I'm just thinking of the time we went camping and the car died at like 7 in the morning oh
0: stop <sighs> That was a nightmare.
1: Do you ever notice how whenever we talk about aliens, we always just assume the worst of them. Like, yeah, they were probably just here taking the piss. They were (laughs) out, like, piss drunk, just screwing around, touching people's hair. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Because otherwise, they just don't seem real. They just seem like robots. The way they're mostly portrayed is like, oh, they were taking samples. They were doing scientific mumbo jumbo. It's like, how do you know they don't like to have fun, too, you know? Yeah, like, we
1: send people to the moon to take samples. They
0: played golf. They played golf and they stuck a, what do they call it, Uh, a flag uh, into the ground. (laughs) I forgot the word flag. How the fuck did you
1: forget the word flag? I don't
0: know. I don't remember. I don't say the word flag very often. Yeah, I just think it's a really, really interesting case Uh, and I never heard of it before, but it is called the Canadian's Roswell. And so we've actually covered like Brazilian Roswell as well, haven't we? That was in Vergina? Vagina. (laughs) Vergina. and now we have shag harbor and i think the aliens I are taking these, the piss I,
1: yeah yeah they know <laughs> what they're doing
0: <laughs> because if we were crashing around in a spaceship these are exactly the places we would go to although to be fair shag harbor is not even on a map so how do they find it maybe they have better maps they, got, they can fly they through space i'm
1: sure they have better senses t- yeah they probably have like google maps or something
0: this first time in a while we've covered aliens actually i feel like we went up through yeah. a patch there of only covering aliens and then we started moving on to other stuff and forgot about aliens it's because there hasn't been any
1: big news in like the alien i said the alien world but no
0: yeah i know what you mean like there in we the, had a big yeah. boom of information there where the u.s government released a lot of stuff and then it's just it's just been silence since
1: like there was a few things like there was a big hullabaloo in france recently with a lot of people saying they seen aliens but it turned out to just be some comedian taking the piss <laughs> how uh, it was remy something i used to watch his remy videos Geller. when i was like yeah, yeah when i was like 15 16 and he just pulled off some new prank with drones and stuff to make it look like a ufo was flying over a french city <laughs> and people were freaking out and he came out the next day and was like yeah that was me Lol.
0: <laughs> his dad is like chief of police or something so he just can't get arrested
1: <laughs> nepotism <laughs> isn't it beautiful <laughs>
0: But yeah, that's everything we have for Shag Harbor. Um, If you have anything that you want to submit, any stories of ghosts or anything you've ever seen, you can send it in to us at paranormalhotlinepodcast at gmail.com And we will have the Wicklow Jail episode up hopefully next week. I'm going to spend like a whole week editing it. I have like five hours of audio I need to go through thoroughly and edit it and then record and it's going to be a nightmare
1: i can't wait there's some stuff i really want to talk about yeah
0: it's going to be great it's going to be great (laughs) cool all right so we'll see you guys next week Bye. bye